0: welcome to another pi world podcast this is an audio only version offered as another way to enjoy our great content a full video version can be seen on piworld.co.uk where you can find many more videos of interest to investors
1: good morning all and welcome to the eli untie knots teaching thank you very much for coming We're delighted to be able to host a face-to-face event such as this again, with our last now being over four years ago, Uh, such were the horrors of COVID. Much has changed at Eagle Eye since that time. Revenue has more than tripled. We've moved into a profitable position. The team has expanded and we now have clients in the US, Australia, New Zealand and Asia alongside our historical heartland of UK grocery. With some of the world's largest retailers as customers, Eagle Eye has undoubtedly proven itself as the digital marketing platform of choice for tier one retail. With the success of the organic growth engine proven and the investments made into the business's operations and team providing a solid base for further expansion, the board felt it right to begin to explore M&A opportunities to accelerate our win, transact and deepen strategy. We were delighted to acquire Untie Knots late in 2022 with the support of many of you in the room. Today, you'll hear an overview of the Eagle Eye business and attractions of the deal from Tim Mason, CEO and Lucy Sharman, Monday CFO of Eagle Eye. We'll then move on to hearing more about the Untie Knots offering, customers, and opportunity from the founders, Cedric Shero and Zayed Jamoussi, before hearing how the joint marketing efforts are progressing. We'll then open the floor to a QA. and a Thank you very much, Tim.
2: Thanks, Malcolm. Good morning, everybody, and thank you very much indeed for coming. I'm going to start off by talking about the Eagle Eye business, the business that you own, the shares that you own, and then transition into the the opportunity with Untie knots the rationale behind Untie knots And I hope that you'll leave here today at feeling, as I do, uh, that this is a stronger business as a result of this uh, acquisition uh, than it was previously. I think, I mean, far be it from me to tell you why you own our shares. But we, we think that the reason is that, first of all, You perceive us as having a proven and powerful technology. And as I always say, you know, don't take my word for it. Take the word for it for the people who we serve and the fact that they stick with us through many years. That we, referring back there again, we do have an amazing customer base which keeps growing with, you know, marquee clients within it. The market is very strong, as I've been saying uh, quite a bit recently, uh, and, and you know, as you look at the travails in the advertising market, advertising is much more consolidated than sales promotion. So it was much easier to digitize, and it has soup to nuts, it's been digitized. And they're now going through their next iteration of what that looks like, as privacy measures and other things, by. Right? Sales promotion has always been more broken up. It's just not, you know, it's just not a single market. It depends on each individual retailer and what they do. Um, Managing trade budgets is much harder and requires individual management than managing marketing budgets. So the sales promotion market's got a lot of catching up to do. Um, I think the interestingly, I was talking to a client, we, we, we'll come back to this, we, we were NRF the other day, which is the big National Retail Federation exhibition in New York, and it is huge. And um, we were talking to one retailer who said, people who have our app are 20% more valuable than people who don't. Now, the obvious Conclusion to that point is get more people to get your app because there's only three and one of them's your mum. So, you know, you've got to get after it. I'm, I'm obviously exaggerating. There's a million and there should be five or there's two million and there should be seven, you know. So there's a huge opportunity that these retailers have just got to exploit because the digital connection just enables them to serve customers better and create more value for the customer, and therefore, get more loyalty themselves. And then the final reason, I think, why you like Eagle Eye is because we're financially strong. The organic story works. And I think, in fairness, some of you overtly and some of you covertly have said, I hope you're not messing up the organic story by, you know, by doing this thing. So I think, hopefully, what you'll conclude when we finished today is our technology base has got stronger. Our loyal customer base has got stronger. The market is the market, and it will not be detrimental to financials. And if you conclude those four things when you leave here, then uh, we will be very happy that we have done what we set out to do. Uh, Just a reminder that we're a technology business, as you know. We're a SaaS technology business, but what we do is we sit at the heart of the marketing stack as a sales promotion engine, and we enable this huge array of different marketing activities. So when you work with Eagle Eye, you don't buy a thing. You buy a system which enables you to do marketing. By API, you plug your point-of-sale terminals, your tills, into the Google Cloud, and you have a marketing cloud connected to your tills, and it can do all these things. So suddenly, it goes from a machine that is just able to take your money to a machine that can do the richest array of marketing services uh, around. These are all done. The reason why they're logoed, these are not done by us. They are enabled by our technology, but they are done by our clients. These two here, pers- personalized continuity and gamification enablement, are two areas of particular strength of anti knots, which take us deeper into that space. Um, as you know, one of, our, one of the key elements of the win, transact, and deepen strategy is winning around the world, taking what has worked so well in the UK over many years and trying to exploit that In North America, starting with Loblaw, now moving south of the border, starting to pick up retailers there, both organically and through the partnership with Neptune. And then early doors, Asia Pacific, biggest retailer in Australia, which therefore gives you the number two retailer in New Zealand, the largest non-food retailer in New Zealand, and starting to move into Asia with IKEA through Indonesia. Clearly, what we're going to talk about today strengthens our ability to do this further, we believe.
0: Good morning, everybody. Nice to see all your lovely faces this morning. Some that I haven't seen for a while, so great to see you. So I'm just going to update you on our trading update that we released a couple of weeks ago. This is our half year to December 22. So first thing to highlight, we've had a really strong first half in FY23. You can see some of the KPIs here on the left-hand side of the slide. So revenue growth, plus 30%. Recurring revenue high, around 78%. Moving forward in pounds, but also um, margin percentage from an adjusted EBITDA perspective. And our net cash is strong at the end of the half year as well, with an improved cash inflow in that period as well. And so how have we done that i think the key thing to highlight in this half is a lot of our growth has come from our existing client base i pulled out a few of the highlights here so first of all we fully launched with our marquee client in australia Woolworths, um, which has had um, a good impact in the first half we've moved from doing just back office um functionality for asda to supporting uh, their full, fully launched new loyalty program in the UK, which is going incredibly well. And then last but not least, we've had real success in North America, both for existing clients that we have, moving to the next phase of their contract through deepening with new products, um, but also the new one, uh, particularly in the US that we announced last year, going to the transactional phase of their contract. So all those elements really contributing to that 30% growth. We've got a really nice, healthy new business pipeline that's super important for us. When we uh, describe our win, transact and deepen strategy, we've got to get more in the top of the pipe to continue to deliver that growth. And it's looking really healthy. It's looking healthy because now we're operating in multiple geographies. We cited at the full year that we just put Uh, some investment into Singapore and into Germany. Um, We're building the pipeline in more places that's allowing it to be richer. And now the addition of Untie Knots means that actually we have another product to sell in those geographies, making it even richer. We've got confidence in sustained high growth, which is super important in this current climate, so we're confident about that growth going forward. We were pleased to announce um, pre-year-end the uh, conditional um, acquisition of Untie knots and in January, we closed that deal. So we're delighted to welcome all the Untie Knotts family here today. And the rest of the presentation clearly is very much built around Untie Knotts. So looking forward, the board's really confident about delivering another year of profitable growth in line with its expectations.
2: For those of you that were... Around when we did the presentation to uh, ask you if you would like to participate in the in the fundraise, uh, I, I I stressed this point about we needed to we felt we needed to find something that was compelling in its own right, but actually that we could see as being better together, because really because of the strong organic story that we talked about. So that's where certainly I will start going uh, in my conversation on this. Um, some of you will have seen this slide before. So I think Untie Knots brings us strengths around customers, around geographies, and around capabilities. Their client list in France is at least as good as ours in the UK. Maybe, maybe better. It's remarkable to have that roster. Of clients uh, in France and for the length of time they've had them so just in the same way as I say to you review my business on the basis of the clients I've got and how long I've held them for one of the key ways I judge their business is by that these people who I know well I've competed against in some countries you know I know the sorts of businesses they are have have worked with untie knots over many years so the foot print that it gives you in France is outstanding, and we get on the Eurostar tonight, and tomorrow we're running around Paris meeting people, and that's about as much I'll say as, but anyhow, that's enough. Um, As you know, when um, we talk to you about our business, we talk about The digital experience being this three-layer cake. Start with data, identify the next best message or the next best offer that you want to send a consumer on an individual basis, and then transact it. And the reality is, before you get the API link to the POS, take it to the cloud, as I talked about earlier, you can't transact it. So you know what you want to say to Kevin. But actually, what you have to then do is segment him in a group of half a million people. And inevitably, you don't say what you would say to him when you were talking to him as an individual. So that's where we come in. That's why people buy us. Whether they're refurbing, re-equipping, starting from scratch, whatever reason they come to talk to us, that's why they come to us. The difference with untie knots is not that broad capability, not that huge marketing toolkit that I showed you, which you can access, but depth around data analytics, transaction, and UX against a narrower use case of challenges. So it teaches us about the areas that we butt into of data and customer experience uh, in a first-hand way. I believe That one of the reasons why we are better together is because, and some of you, particularly early stage investors, you will have come across lots of very good technologies. They come across your desk and you look at it, you think that's cool, you know, and you do some sort of assessment like the first slide up there and you go, yeah, 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 yeah. The question is, can they sell it? I actually am increasingly of the view that it's not the development of the technology that's hard, it's the can you sell the technology that you've developed. And sales and marketing in this space, I believe, is, if it's not the critical thing, it is absolutely a critical thing. And what, you know, we're not huge, we're not Salesforce, we're not Google, but we are... Six times bigger, seven times bigger than untie knots. When we started, almost when we did the last Capital Markets Day, we were at the same level that they are today on marketing, and we were probably about twice the size that they are on selling. So we can just help them accelerate that four years and just save them so much time and give them so much productivity because we know how to do lead generation marketing. We know how to do sales, uh, sales development, th- those things. And we can just help them do it faster. And we can share some of our resources to do it. So I think there is a very significant marketing and sales synergy between the two businesses. We bought one and we got one free. I mean, what's not to like? So we picked up a very talented team, some of whom are here. Uh, we picked up two senior, very experienced guys in the space who are, sometimes we get access to people in the UK and people around the world because I am known as being a bit of a loyalty expert. God damn it, I've even written a book. you know, And, and so that's the way we get in. Yeah, I remember Club Card. Yeah, we'll have a chat with him. These guys fulfill that role uh, in France. They are seen as being... Loyalty experts in France—they're loyalty experts that happen to run anti-knots—and uh, uh, and so I think we we get an awful lot from them joining the Eagle Eye family. And what they're going to start showing to you about is we get a soup-to-nuts experience rather than the rather mysterious technology that sits in the middle.
0: So a little bit of an overview of the financials and the business model of Anti Knots to help you here. So the business model, one of the things we really like about this business is they're quicker to win. So they make it really easy for customers to buy. So it's low cost and it's a light implementation pilot. They can get going in five weeks. It's that quick for you to be able to engage with your customers, which is super, super powerful. In terms of how they sell and what they sell, usually they sell an annual license fee, and in simple terms, they sell a small, medium or large package for the year, which gives you access to a number of campaigns subject to what they want to do. And then at the end of that year, they'll sit down and decide whether or not they can upgrade them to the next package they're beginning to get some nice incremental revenue on top of that. So supplier-funded activity is an example of that, and Cedric's going to take you through a model of an ideal enterprise client to understand how they can grow from their first year onwards, which I'm sure you'll enjoy later. Traditionally, um, their contracts were 12-month rolling. So different to Eagle Eye in this respect. So Eagle Eye enjoys in general, three to five-year contracts for these big enterprise clients. These guys are sort of 12-month rolling, but there's now a move to longer-term contracts. In fact, just last week, they renewed a contract with with one of their big customers for a two-year period. So there's a real focus again, again, stickiness. But I think going back to that first point of being quicker to win, what they don't use is um, the longer time period to get them locked in as a barrier to win. And I think that's super important. They get in there, they show the value, and then they get the stickiness as a result. They've grown their business. You can see here on the right-hand side, You know they've benefited from 50-plus CAGA over the last three-year period, which is great impacted a little bit by COVID in FY20. So if you sort of run that out, they're growing roughly at about 50% uh, per year on the top line. And they've done that both through winning new clients, geographical rollout, CarFall, Carfall would be a great example of that, where they started in France and gone deeper into Europe. Um, and as I've started to describe they're adding more services on top. So quite similar to Eagle Eye in that respect. High level of recurring revenue is its very light touch implementation. So really sort of complementary to Eagle Eye there and also very low churn. So again, another nice complementary KPI to Eagle Eye. From a cost perspective, two key things really to highlight to you here. First of all, they're hosted on Google Cloud, so just like Eagle Eye. So we've been able to bring those two contracts together, and they've been able to benefit from being part of a bigger organization and getting better discounts as a result. Secondly is the majority of costs, just like Eagle Eye, is related to the people, some of which are in the room today. So 70% of their operating costs come from people, of which about 50% relates to the product. As a result of operating in that three-layer kit, there is more product activity within the business. One key thing to note, though, is that they don't capitalize any of those costs. So, something for us to look at at Eagle Eyes as, as they come into the business. But at the moment, those numbers are shown without any capitalization at an EBITDA level. In terms of their year end, so different to Eagle Eye before they joined the group, their year end runs to the calendar year, so to December. So these FY numbers relate to that. So they've just finished their FY22 number. We're just finalizing the numbers, but I'm expecting them to follow the same trend on the top line. So growing roughly at 50% growth, so around about 4.5 million on the top line, but moving to profitability. So I'm expecting them to be at least break even this year and we'll continue them then on their journey to profitability, uh, layering on the Eagle Eye business model. And then the final point is around cash generation, because EBITDA is like approximation for cash, because there's no ca- a capitalization, we'd expect in FY23 to be cash generation in the business. So I'd love to welcome our new colleagues to the stage. So this is Cedric and Zaid.
3: Thank you very much, Lucy. Very happy to be here uh, in front of you. Very, very excited, obviously, to be part of this Eagle Eye family. I'll start with probably the most important thing, us. And we love to talk about us. Um, My name is Cédric. Uh, I'm 45. I'm the happy father of three. And after studying marketing, I started my career in the Louis Vuitton group and worked a couple of years in New York. Then I joined the consulting world and worked for MNOS, uh, which is a B like business. Um, And I was the first employee in the French team when they just signed the contract with Carrefour France uh, in 2005. Uh, The company grew and rapidly uh, we recruited brilliant people like that person I'm not to my left. And we worked with Carrefour and other retailers in Europe, helping them to make the best of the data that they were collecting through loyalty programs. Making the best of the data, but also monetizing the data with their supplier partners. So that's what we did for many, many years, helping Carrefour, Auchan and other retailers in Europe to uh, to make the best from a business perspective, but also from a financial perspective. In 2011, I left Europe and came back to the US, for Chicago this time, to uh, um, support the MNOS growth in North America. And we built the new offices over there, and we did the exact same thing with US-based retailers, such as Target, Walgreens, Lowe's Foods, and other regional uh, retailers. And back in 2015, I came back once again, from the US to France. And I reunited with my colleague Zied. Uh, and that's exactly when we decided to do something a little bit different. To, to leave our consulting job to focus on building a product, building a solution uh, to make sure that we could uh, enjoy looking at a business scaling very rapidly. And I leave the floor to the engineer of the, of the couple. I'm the guy who came for free, so he's the guy at the bottom.
4: <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm uh, I'm Ziad, so I'm the the engineer of the couple. Uh, we've been working together with Cedric since, since 2007, uh, and I've been working in the uh, retail analytics space in the early since the early uh, 2000s. I disca- that's when I discovered that with data crunching correctly, the data you could do business and generate revenues and i love the idea i've always been fond on mathematics and, and data but in this case i love the the usage of the data to generate business so at the i've been leading the uh, the south southern europe activities up to 2015 and had a, a lot of focus on couponing and personalized promotion and promo optimization in general for the food retail in europe And uh, one of my, I was super excited about that because retailers spend billions just on the French market. uh, Food retailers spend more than 5 billion euros in discounts. And a lot of them are not profitable. A lot of them are just carpet bombing. So we started exploring different different ways of doing personalization. You're using our analytical team at that time and it was so difficult to scale, so difficult to scale personalization just with people. And so, with Cedric, when he came back from Chicago to Paris, we thought we need to build a solution for this. And we need to make it different from what exists on the market uh, to, uh, to, to differentiate from whatever exists on the market and, and have a story to tell as a, as a startup. In the early years of Untie we were not seeing ourselves exactly like a startup. I I hated the idea of raising money early stage without having any revenues, any clients. So we thought we need to make it on our own in the beginning. So since we knew a few things about loyalty and promotions, we started doing some strategy consulting for retailers in, in France. And using that money to, uh, to, to fund our research work on what we should be building exactly and started to hire the team from uh, mid-2016 on and build our solution. We uh, we also used those consulting projects we did at that time to try to influence our clients into trying our new prototype at that time. And that's how we got Auchan on board uh, early 2017, April 2017 precisely. And they loved the experience, they loved it. So we told them, guys, we should write a paper about this. And we published a paper that went very quickly to Carrefour for some reason. And uh, we started working with Carrefour a few months later. And that's how we, we started the, uh, the adventure of Antinauts. Now we are uh, 32, 33 people at Antinauts uh, with a vast majority of engineers and data scientists to uh, build and maintain the solution. And by the way, we stopped completely any consulting activity since mid 2018 to focus on selling the solution. So, building a solution has the, it's just uh, necessary to, to execute promotion, personalized promotions at scale, because otherwise, having people to code each offer, sub segment, each segment is just crazy work and it's not scalable at all. So, we've built our platform uh, with that idea that to have something that doesn't scale with people but scales with server with more cloud space. And uh, the role of this solution, the uh, loyalty challenge solution, is to provide retail clients with a better way to grow share of wallet while minimizing complexity. It has to be simple, otherwise it's impossible to scale. And so we used for that personalization and gamification to, bring a, to nudge people into buying more at our clients uh, rather than uh, staying loyal to other clients, which is a rather passive way of seeing things. And so we generate highly profitable campaigns that are profitable not only for retailers, but also for suppliers, because promotions don't scale in retail if they are not funded by suppliers, and that customers love. Otherwise, if customers don't adhere to the program, don't participate to the program, then it remains a a nice-to-have gimmick into the organization, and it doesn't scale. So, what do we do precisely? The cornerstone of what we've developed at Untie is what we call a challenge. A challenge is basically like a coupon, but rather than being valid for a single basket, it's valid for a period of time. So a challenge on Tropicana at Carrefour is a challenge that is valid one month. And the challenge is designed to be incremental for each person at any time. It is incremental by design. So nobody can win any euro out of our challenges at any of our clients without spending more than usual. So that guarantees by design the fact that it's going to be profitable for retailers and suppliers. Now, how do we make it interesting for the customers? Because if they don't participate, then we don't, we don't win either. We use different layers of AI that crunch the history of transactions at the retailer to find out what people like and what they should like. So if I see Tropicana uh, at Carrefour, it means that some Traces in my transaction have shown a liking pattern of Tropicana that is significant compared to other people, meaning that there is, they have a strong bond with that brand. So we personalize the brands. But we don't stop there. We also are able to predict with our different layers of AI how much people would naturally spend on that brand. And if I'm predicted to spend $5 on a given brand, I might have a threshold that is designed just for me at seven or eight dollars so that I'm pushed to spend more of Tropicana at Carrefour rather than spending between Carrefour and Intermarché or other retailers. so I will focus more of my my loyalty on the brand and on the retailer. So that doesn't require me to spend more in general, but more on that brand at, at that given retailer. We also have an AI that makes sure that that stretch is not too much because we don't want people to be frustrated by having thresholds that they can't reach. So it's always antagonist AI that's working against each other to make sure that we are offering the right thing to each person. And that's what, where it's very important to really work at the individual level, because if you try to do this at, at segment level, it doesn't work. It has to be for each person, because each person will have a slightly different behavior from another one. We don't stop there, because we are also able to personalize the reward amount. So if you're not sensitive to promotion, there is no reason to give you more discount than you should have, because that's just throwing money out of the window, and we don't want to do that. Again, this requires the ability to deliver a huge level of personalization, because out of Tropicana offer, at a given retailer, you might have 200 variants, and you might have 150 different brands playing at the same time. So you see the number of combination, it is absolutely huge and impossible to execute manually in any retail system. So Tim mentioned earlier what we call the three-layer cake, delivering, working on the data, running the data through AI to define promotion and experiences, executing them through transaction layer, and then displaying a customer experience on top of that to interact with the consumer. It's exactly what we do at Antinauts, but covering the whole vertical rather than the horizontal transactional dimension. So we cover the three different layers of the cake for the challenge experience end-to-end, which makes our proposition very easy to implement at a retailer because we don't ask them you need to plug us with that solution and plug that solution with another one and have a build something together with us just take it as is it's in the cloud connect your data to us and it's in five weeks it's gonna be up and running and it's also a way to fight against the, the willingness of retailers to build it themselves because you can build some AI to find what people like that's a lot of people can do it. But doing AI to predict what people like, adding AI to predict how much they are going to spend and their promotional propensity, adding the transaction layer, adding the customer experience, it becomes an enterprise project, a huge thing. And actually, when we started working with Carrefour a few months earlier, they had failed to execute it themselves. It was such a nightmare to execute. Even though they had a huge analytics team, they had to stop doing it themselves and prefer to buy our solution. Because we want to have a significant impact on customer behavior, we don't throw promotions alone. Promotions don't work alone. That's why people invented flyers, because in the flyer you can put many promotions. So we decided to make the same thing and to offer programs, promotional, personalized programs at retailers that bring personalization with also a significant uh, mass value for customers. We have to reach the critical mass And give a a promise to people that will change their behavior and drive that additional level of loyalty we are looking after. That's why often at our clients they will promise people to get to earn 50 pounds, 50 dollars, 50 euros, or 75, whatever they want, uh, to people based on their uh, by shopping more of their favorite brands. So again, put the the mass value of what people can save, and also the fact that it's on their favorite brands. Telling people, I've got offers on your favorite brand alone, they need to trust you quite a lot to to follow you. If you add that to a a bigger promise with a number or a number of points is uh, much more convincing. So I was mentioning earlier that we provide the whole experience, the whole experience end-to-end from data to the customer experience, and we allow retailers who facilitate retailers' life to integrate that ex- experience into their digital assets. So we come as a white-label solution, and they implement it in their mobile app, or in their email communication, or on their website, or in in-store kiosks, and it's all fed via our API uh, infrastructure. And so what you're going to see here, I'm going to run a quick demo, is my experience within the apps of Carrefour and Leclerc in France, my experience as a user. So this is Carrefour app with my account in. The challenges are into the loyalty section. And when you click on that golden cup, you get into Antinots. So it's Antinot's solution opening up into the Carrefour app. Directly, it lo- it's pretty seamless. Nobody knows they have left Carrefour app. It happens in zero fifteen or zero two seconds, and I got my experience there. And we bring optimized user experience within the app without asking retailers to build their own connections and own experience, which can take a year or two in some cases. So. Uh, On the app, I can choose my challenges, which are, again, one-to-one personalized, and track my progress. If I go to Leclerc's app, which is pretty different in structure, I can access a program that is labeled with uh, what uh, Leclerc wanted to call it, which is pretty different from, from Carrefour, But the infrastructure behind it is exactly the same. So we are capitalizing on that same template of experience across retailers, improving it across retailers, but it has their own design. It's like uh, selling a Barbie doll and changing the dress depending on the customer. So that's what we do to make the, the solution even more scalable with our clients. Cedric will talk to you now about how the business model behind this. Thank you. So one thing that
3: was really important for us when we built the solution was to um, adapt to what our retail client know already. Uh, And and it was very important to, to make sure that it was not a full revolution for them. So we follow the exact same process with the challenge solution as what they're doing for ages with suppliers on traditional leaflet circulars. The idea is to work on something with their suppliers jointly to um, put the offers in a leaflet so it can be distributed to uh, their customers. So we're doing exactly the same. The suppliers are involved in the process the changes, and they will pay exactly, once again, like the circular, they will pay for all the rewards that will be distributed to customers. In parallel of this, the cpg are participating and they have to pay a small participation fee every month to be part of the offer pool with for the challenges that participation fee is enough to cover the software costs of the the antinots platform so at the end the retailer don't pay they don't pay for anything which is a strong argument when you're talking to grocery retailers you don't have to pay for anything Everything is doing is done in collaboration and in negotiation with the suppliers. It doesn't cost anything. That's a strong argument. It's not enough to sell the changes. What, what is more ob- obviously more important is that it's profitable. As Ziad was saying, all challenges for all customers on all offers, are profitable by design. It's impossible for customers to earn anything unless they do a something, little something first. They have to shop a little bit more, a little more frequently. And that's how we can have ROI 7 to 1, it's ROI like this. For every pound of reward distributed to customers, it will generate at least seven pounds of uh, incremental sales for retailer. Because the brands don't benefit from the same effect, it's not the same ratio, it's 4 to 1, which is still amazing for brands. And it can be um, calculated, it can be guaranteed by, by, by the methodology that we're providing. So it's very, very profitable. It doesn't cost anything to the retailer. It's very profitable for brands and it's very profitable for retailers. But it's also, it's working because not only because it's, it's very profitable, it's working also because there's a strong engagement from the customers, because it's personalized, because it's easy to reach. Each threshold is just a little higher than what they would have naturally done. So it, it's easy to reach for customers, always on the brand they love. And that's why we see a five to 10 times higher participation compared to digital coupons, for instance, because the changes are appealing, because the value proposition is strong, 50 euros every month, for instance, because it's very personalized. And the whole story is easy to tell. It's because of the AI that we built. It's because of all the algorithm that we built that we were able to personalize completely the challenges for each customer at the end of the road. And that personalization is participating, of course, in the engagement from the customers. When we work with retailers, we usually start with the small engagement, uh, because we, we were nice people, and it, the story sounds nice, but almost too good to be true. So they need to have a good taste of what we can deliver. They need to see how easy it is to operate. They need to see how uh, profitable it can be. And years over years, we increase the audience of the customer that we're talking to, that we're targeting, and we increase also the duration of the campaigns with, with, the, with the retailers. So, years after years, we're increasing our relationship with them. And we, we start with campaign-based uh, program on a small selection of customers, and it ends with full-year uh, program on all customer base. And that's how we build this relationship, and on top of that, we can add even more use cases. And we built the whole platform to um, put the responsibility in our retail client hands. They have the capacity to manage and control the campaigns on their own. They can decide which brands should be in the next campaign, what kind of parameters they want to put in place. They can also follow and track the results and the performance of each campaign on a daily basis. And we also provide a customer support platform for their own customer support team to be able to answer the customers who are facing issues with the program. And they can autonomously interact with the the management of the offers to make sure that it's run as smoothly as possible. And just one more thing on that. Even here, we have bits of AI that are helping us to uh, make sure that the whole thing runs smoothly. It is not called Untie knots for Nothing. I know the name sounds funny, but the idea was really to to make things very simple and to untie all the organizational, and, and I would say IT, knots along the way, and we wanted to make it very simple to operate at all stages in the process.
2: Thank you both. This is us at NRF. It was great. These guys were on the French digital delegation. You had the uh, ambassador, I think, come and visit. And did that, you know? And we were down an aisle with an eagle eye, in fact. And you can see we got untie knots up on it in about three weeks. And there, for those of you who are eagle-eyed, there's Steve Rothwell in the background. And we bounced retailers backwards and forwards between us for three days. 190 we saw. It was pretty impressive. And there were another 12 people. They didn't all rock it like I do, but there were another 12 people running around dressed like that. And I think we were the most merched up team in the place. It was a very good sign, very good feeling. Uh, I, I was, you know, really very encouraged. I, I think it's just worth saying that I'm very keen, certainly at this stage in our development, that we're not creating some sort of group with a group structure and group roles and group overhead. This is, a, as you can tell, is a very well-run, very conce- well-considered, uh, good business. So let it continue to be a well-run and, and good business. Where we can help is we can get cost synergies at the back end through Google Cloud because we are jointly a bigger client than either of us are singly. And at the front end, I think we are all convinced there is sales and marketing productivity to be enjoyed, which is beneficial to both of us. Certainly, we can accelerate them, but they can accelerate us as well. And we just have a better story to sell, you know, because just imagine, so here we are in quite a deep conversation about the strategic development of loyalty and promotion and how you want to take it and where you want to go and it's like you know it's sort of intellectually it's quite hard and the client's going to have to make some bets and maybe we should get a consultant in to look at this you know chat 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 chat. you could get started get going you can be up and running in five weeks see how it improves your app you know see and. Oh, yeah, we yeah, no could do that, couldn't we? And so it just gives us a, a, a different conversation to have um, with, with the same client. The other thing that I think is worth saying, and, and this is genuinely true, and in fact, Zied did it. Actually, I think Zied did it before we'd completed the deal. In his role as sort of trusted advisor to French retailers, one of them said, Zied, what should we do next? And he said, you should get a till integration. Who are the best best people at till integration in the world for enterprise grocers? Eagle Eye, genuinely. So, you know, there's a really, really synergistic opportunity for us to bounce off each other here. 30 great guys, Lucy and I went over to Paris first week back, and we've got some of them here now. And uh, I feel really guilty we haven't shown this presentation we will, we filmed it and we will, but you know, watching this presentation, crikey, I bet my guys at the back will be nodding, saying, yeah, you should have shown this to us sooner. Um, so we'll get on and do that. Um, geographic expansion, I think, is obvious. And as I said, we're off to Paris tonight. And, you know, we were working together with, with their guy. They have a guy called Ken Kaufman who works with them in um, in the U.S. And, and when Zied and Cedric came back to Paris, Anthony who's at the back here who runs our North American business Ken and I went down to FMI which is the Food Manufacturers Institute in Orlando um, for another four days of of, um, Conferencing with the good and the great, but it was great. It was really good. We you know, we were I dare I
1: say a powerful trio Well on behalf of Eagle Eye and a New Parts members of the family, Anti Knotts, a very big thank you to everyone who's attended today. We hope you have found out more about um, uh, our company and we hope you continue to support us. Thank you very much indeed.
0: PI World videos and podcasts are for general information and interest. They do not constitute any kind of recommendation or inducement to buy shares of any company. PI World is not offering any kind of financial advice and nothing in our material should be taken as such.